Have you shopped online for your groceries this past year? How has COVID-19 changed food shopping in Canada? And what are the Canadian grocers doing to address the growing shift to online grocery shopping? Hi, I am Emily Fu. Today, we have BMO consumer analysts Peter Sklar and Tammy Chen joining us, and they will be diving into the economics of online grocery, what the Canadian grocers are doing today, and what they will need to do to win in online grocery in the future. Without further ado, Peter, why don't you begin with telling us a little bit about our recent deep dive in front report on Canadian online grocery? Yeah, thanks, Emily. So as many of you know, Canada has lagged in grocery e-commerce relative to other Western developed countries. But in Canada, online grocery finally exploded during COVID. So basically, there are two approaches. There's the store fulfillment approach, and there's the approach from a centralized fulfillment center, which is often referred to by its acronym CFC. Walmart and Loblaw have largely taken the store fulfillment approach. Empire, with its Voila service, has taken the CFC approach. And Metro is kind of in between doing a little bit of both. So, Tammy, I'll hand it over to you as to what the high-level conclusions were of our report. Thank you, Peter. So the purpose of the study was to figure out which of these two primary approaches, whether it was fulfilling from your own store versus the CFC, could prevail over time in terms of financial returns and the stock performance of the Canadian grocers. What we did for this deep dive is first and foremost, we looked at the UK market as a case study because in the UK, online grocery is much further advanced than in Canada. And within the UK market, we found and retained two grocery veterans or experts. The first of the two implemented store fulfillment at Sainsbury, which is one of the major grocers in the UK. The second veteran or expert was deeply involved in Ocado's centralized fulfillment solution or the CFC approach and Empire has contracted or worked with Ocado to do their voila service through CFCs. We also did a large market research survey with Leger to understand where consumer preferences lie between either in-store fulfillment or the CFC approach. We also used a lot of web traffic data from our subscription to SimilarWeb. And we did detailed math modeling the economics of each of the online grocery business models. And that allowed us to have good discussions with the management teams of the major Canadian grocers. In terms of the conclusions, the key takeaway is the big dilemma that grocers face, which is that as the transition to online grocery continues to increase the penetration rate, this is an overall negative notwithstanding which approach, because online margins are lower than margins from in-store grocery sales. So as online penetration continues to grow, returns and margins for the grocers get diluted. For example, we believe the gross margin from an in-store sale is about 30%. However, if this in-store sale is converted to an online order and fulfilled from within a grocery store, whether that's click and collect or delivered to the customer's home, we believe the gross margin could go down to a range of 15 to 25%. And this is assuming that the current level of fees grocers charge remain in place, 
So as you can see, there could be quite a decent amount of margin dilution as online grocery continues to grow. And that is the big conundrum for grocers because while they would love to have all their customers remain in store, if they ignore online demand, then they would lose market share to competitors. But by facing and embracing online grocery, they will inevitably dilute their margins. So I'll pass it over to Peter for some stock-specific takeaways. Yeah, thanks, Tammy. Okay, I'm really going to drill down on the stocks here. Let's start with Loblaw. I mentioned before that Loblaw does fulfillment from their stores. And we identified two significant issues that Loblaw is going to have to deal with. First of all, they are most dependent on fees. They charge fees for click and collect. So click and collect is when there is store fulfillment and then you, the consumer, pick up at the store. They charge fees for that, but Metro and Walmart do not. Secondly, they do mostly click and collect. Loblaw does do some home delivery, uh, but it's through Instacart, which is really not a competitive offering. And so we don't think it's sustainable. And so the challenge for Loblaw is going to be, we think they're gonna have to develop their own proprietary uh, home delivery offering. And just to kind of go through what it means, what the fees mean for them for a collect order, uh, we think that their gross margin is about 23%. Now that's much lower than an in-store bricks and mortar shopping that you typically do, where they make a gross margin of 30%. The differential between the 30 and the 23% is of course the picking fees, the labor they incur for picking. But if they are unable to charge fees, then that gross margin goes to 20%. Similarly, when they develop a home delivery service, we think that the gross margin will be about 16% versus an in-store purchase of 30%. But the costs are so significant for a home delivery and the fees are so critical. We estimate that if fees go away for home delivery, your gross margin goes down to 4%. Okay, let's move to Empire. Empire, which I mentioned, is going the CFC route, a centralized fulfillment center. And the issue there is these CFCs have lots of upfront capital. They're big fixed cost nuts. And you have to get close to operating capacity to avoid losses and generate an appropriate return on your capital. Now, many of you know that Empire, through its Vola service, has opened up the first CFC in Toronto in the GTA. And in total, they'll be opening in four in Canada. So our concern is, is that the ramp periods will be lengthy and you could have four of them generating losses. Next, Metro. Metro, as I mentioned, is kind of a middling approach. They're doing both store fulfillment and centralized fulfillment, but the centralized fulfillment is really a capital light model. They have a facility uh, just outside of Montreal. It has no automation very little capital, um, so not a lot of cost and not a lot of risk. So we like their approach because it allows them to recruit customers to online, but they haven't committed to one approach until they can see where the technology is going and where the customer is going. And I'll end there uh, on my company-specific comments, and I'll hand it back to Emily. Thank you, Peter and Tammy, for that insightful discussion. I know you have had a subsequent fireside chat with the two UK online grocery experts who you had consulted with on the development of the report. One interesting topic that came up was the evolution and outlook for online grocery fees. Peter, can you share with us the experts' experiences with the fees in the UK? Sure. 
Thanks, Emily. And, and you're right. The two experts did have a lot of experience with fees. And what they indicated that the UK experience was that during the 2010s decade, say up to 2015 to 2016, it was really a race to the bottom for online grocers in terms of fees. And around 2015, grocers were offering delivery slots for free or for one pound, which of course is very economic. The good news is, is that race to the bottom abated, the grocers became more rational. And in the end, instead of using fees as a competitive dynamic, that ended and they used it to fill open slots. What was very interesting, Emily, they also found by the way they marketed the fees to the customers made them that much more acceptable for the customer. Instead of calling them delivery fees, which customers seem to have resistance to, they called them fulfillment fees. Fulfillment implies a broader service that the grocer is providing, you know, the picking, the delivering, the boxing, everything else. So just changing terminology made the fees a little more accepting. So our sense after listening to the expert and layering it on what's happening in Canada, we think click and collect fees are going to get competed to zero, but we think a decent fee will be sustained for delivery. Having heard your discussion about the economics of online grocery and the fact that online grocery will continue to grow, you have painted a pretty bleak picture for the grocers. Tammy, I was wondering if there was anything, like any saving grace that the grocers can turn to to offset the inevitable margin erosion. Thanks, Emily. Yes, it is a decently bleak picture, but we think there could be some saving graces. So the first one that could help alleviate some of this margin dilution over time could be a manual micro-fulfillment center. So a micro-fulfillment center, or by its acronym MFC, is a dedicated space that's smaller than a centralized fulfillment center to which a grocer can fulfill online orders. Sometimes the MFC is attached to an existing grocery store, and sometimes they're a standalone site called a dark store. The key advantage of an MFC is to increase the pick rate, which is one of the big drivers to online fulfillment costs. Both UK experts said that the current technology isn't advanced enough to make an automated MFC work right now. So we think the potential saving grace over the medium term could be a manual MFC where the dark store layout is optimized for the picker and the picker could potentially increase their pick rate by upwards of threefold, which would reduce pick costs to a decent degree. Furthermore, an MFC, because it's smaller in size and would not be automated, is less capital intensive and not as large of fixed cost nuts as an Ocado CFC. The second potential saving grace could be in better digital monetization. So this could include digital ads on the website, targeted promotions from all the data that the online grocery service collects from shoppers. As well, it could include CPG brands paying for better website placement. The Ocado expert we spoke to had indicated that if digital monetization is properly leveraged, that could add 200 basis points of margin to the PL. In addition, the two experts also highlighted some other ways to offset the costs in doing business for online grocery. And these methods or ways include incentivizing customers to order bigger baskets, which is another key driver to online grocery economics, to implement better systems and processes that support online fulfillment, 
and to optimize delivery routes to make it as dense as possible. Thanks, Tammy. To make online grocery into a more profitable business, Empire has placed a big bet on Okado with four large-scale CFCs planned for across the country. Peter, what did the experts have to say about Okado's ramp experience and how feasible is this model? Okay, Emily, the experts had very definite opinions as to how long it's going to take to ramp up an Okado-style centralized fulfillment center. Basically, their view was it's two to three years to break even. And then on top of that, it's one to two years to reach capacity utilization. So you're talking about three years in the best case, five years in the worst case to get to capacity utilization. Our concern is that Voila is going to have multiple CFCs ramping at the same time. They plan to do four in Canada. And so you could have losses from one or more facilities on top of each other. And just looking at the example of the CFC that they've started about a year ago in the greater Toronto area, we've done some demographic work and we've estimated that in order for that CFC to reach capacity, it would have to currently capture about 37 to 50% of online grocery market share in the greater Toronto area. Now that's going to be quite a challenge for Voila, given that Walmart and Loblaw are big players in the market that have big market shares with their click and collect service. Now the good news in this though, and this came out of our survey work with Leger, we found that older demographics, particularly the baby boomers, they prefer home delivery as opposed to click and collect. So demographics are working in the favor of the Voila CFC approach, because as the baby boomers age, they will be more inclined to order from a CFC as opposed to driving to the grocery store and doing a click and collect order. That's very interesting, Peter. So in the end, based on our report and discussion with the experts, Tammy, where will grocery penetration grow to in Canada and what are the implications? Thanks, Emily. We have some thoughts on this. First and foremost, we believe the online grocery market in Canada before COVID was about 1.5% of the overall grocery market in the country. Then during COVID, especially during the peaks, we think online grocery penetration in Canada shot up to 4.5%. And we think that penetration could have been even higher if the grocers had more capacity. We think in this current immediate period post the COVID peak, that online grocery penetration is settling in somewhere around the 3% penetration rate. The two experts, although their experience has primarily been in the UK market, they did have some opinions on where online grocery could go in Canada. They both felt that over time, online grocery in Canada could grow at a 5% CAGR and could possibly gradually progress to a high teens penetration rate. For context, the UK market is currently at around a 12 to 14% penetration rate for online grocery. Interestingly, both experts noted that grocery e-commerce is very much supplier driven, meaning customers use whatever services are made available. So in the UK, grocers started with delivery. And so that has become the preferred service. Meanwhile, in France and Canada, this has started with click and collect. And so that approach dominates. Both experts do believe that over time, home delivery offers a better proposition to consumers because of the convenience. 
So it is possible that as the online grocery market in Canada continues to grow, and Empire now has voila and has a big incentive to ramp to capacity, more consumers will be exposed to home delivery, and that may pressure Loblaw and Walmart, who are big click and collect providers, to offer a more competitive home delivery service. In the end, both experts said that grocery margins with more online penetration cannot get to parity with P&Ls that are 100% in-store sales. The experts said that grocers must accept this new reality and embrace online demand because the alternative, which is losing your customers, would be way worse. That's all the time we have today. If you have any questions or would like to access a copy of our Infront Report or the UK Experts Event Replay, please reach out to your BMO salesperson or email any one of us directly. Thank you for joining us today on BMO in Tune.